Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Give us a high sigh. Oh, I missed that. (laughs) We're really excited to be back this week. This week's episode is number 98, Kristen. We're almost at 100. Kayla, I thought we were honestly at like 225 by now. No, we've done some like bonus episodes, so maybe that's why it feels that way, but not yet. We're almost there. Period. Are we doing something special in our 100th episode? We should. I feel like we should because that's going to be what, right at the end of this month? So we'll see. We'll see. I'll see what I can do. Okay, so we're just going to get straight into this week's case. Uh, Sister, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. This week, we travel to Mozambique, an East African country that in its young life has seen war and death in more ways than one. A place that birthed a man who was loved by his family and community, but terrorized, traumatized, and hunted another. Join us as we discuss one of South Africa's most famous and most wanted criminals, Ananias Ananias. I practice this too. Ananias Mate. And thank you to listener Yaya for requesting this case. Yaya, period. Love that name. Um, <laughs> Kila, say that name one more time. Ananias? Ananias. That's given. I don't know. I don't think I'm even saying it right, but that's what we're going to go with. I love it. Ananias. It's given biblical. That's the only thing you'll love about this man and this case. That part. So, Ananias was born sometime in 1976 in what is now Mozambique. Sister, what do you have for us this week in regards to Black history? Okay, so I know Africa is freaking dope, and technically that's where we all come from, but let's bring it back to the States really quick because I want to talk about somebody named Nat King Cole. Oh, shit. You know Nat King. I know Nat King. We all know Nat King. And for those of you who don't know Nat King Cole, he was basically known for playing the keys and singing jazz and pop. He was born in 1919 um, and a star before 1943, just a little small town boy from Montgomery, Alabama. Not Montgomery. He released his first debut album, The King Cole Trio, with his band at the time, a year after signing with Capitol Records in 1943. The album topped the Billboard charts, period. And he then went on to record almost 700 songs for Capitol Records, with 150 of them charting on billboards. Now, King was a bad mama jamma. Wow. Yeah. He lived a short 45 years due to complications from lung cancer, but man, what a time he had. He wasn't a huge public figure in the civil rights movement, Mm -hmm. um, but he did show his loyalties by often performing for civil rights events. He was a member of the NAACP, Mm -hmm. and he even participated in the 1963 March on Washington, period. Oh, dope. Yes. This is where he becomes not just famous, but goes down in history for hosting a show on NBC called the Nat King Cole Show. He became the first black person ever to host a nationally broadcasted TV show. We're here for you, Nat King. You were lively. You were it. And we thank you for what you have done. It's giving Nat King. So rest in peace. And Mm -hmm. thank you, sister, for the trip down history lane. No problem. So Ananias was born in 1976. He was the oldest of four children, born to Zephanias Mate, his father, and his mother, Sashira. But his father would end up having 11 children total. So we know how they get down in, you know, Africa, multiple wives, all that type of stuff. Period. But it's kind of like morbid. I found out that all except two of his children would be dead by 2009. 
Oh, wow. I know. Just imagine the pain. I mean, and the man, they did an interview with him in 2009, and he just seemed like he was a shell of a corpse walking around. He just had a really hard life, it seems like. I mean, that's a lot of loss. Absolutely. Too much for one person. Hmm. So growing up, Ananias played soccer. He went to school for a time before he was kind of forced to drop out and help his family with the bills because his father was off working in the mines in Johannesburg majority of his life and his mother had turned to alcohol. So taking care of his siblings and his family fell largely on his back, you know, being the oldest and all that. Yeah. So he's going through grief and now he has to buck up and be parent number three. Well, what is he grieving? He didn't lose he didn't lose his children and Ananias. His dad did. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that. Missed that in interpretation. Yeah, you did. Never mind. So wait, why was his mama a drinker? Was there a reason for that? Or Ooh. she was just drinking? Probably because her, his daddy was nowhere around. Life was hard. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay. He grew up with a lot of close friends in the area, and they said that he was one who didn't like to fight or argue, and he hated when other people did it, and he was really trustworthy. So, like, if you told him anything, you know, he would... He would keep his mouth shut. Everyone likes that in a frame. Yeah, that's even loyal. Mm-hmm. He also somehow was a ladies' man. I'm going to say somehow because I'm going to show you what he looks like in a second. Um, no shade. <laughs> he was a ladies' man as he grew up and would take his dad's motorcycle out to go see his little girlfriends. Okay, Ananias. I'm not mad at you. Dad rented a red-hot car to take mom out. As he should. Mm-hmm. But this this is what Ananias is giving. Uh-huh. <laughs> If you're on Patreon, you see it. Okay. So he's not really giving. I mean, to me, when I saw that picture, I was like, ooh, cross the street, cross the street. Because he just, there's just something about him that doesn't look well. Yeah. But you know, some of them old men that are bald, like they just, and maybe it's not their fault, but they sometimes just look really just creepy. Like it just gives creepiness. Not in a fine, sexy way, because we know we've seen some fine bald men. Mm-hmm. But them skinny, scrawny ones, I just, I just don't want to judge someone that can't help their looks. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, I feel totally comfortable judging him because he's a piece of shit, and everyone you we know talk about on this show is a piece of shit. So this is true. Most of them, at least. So yeah, at one point though, Ananias's mother claimed that he ran away from home for a while, but she didn't really know where he went. And according to Ananias, he joined some freedom fighters where he learned military training and probably saw some, you know, like pretty messed up stuff at a young age, you know. Mm-hmm. None of this has been confirmed though, but his story never changed in regards to it. He always claimed that this is what happened and he never wavered. He is a liar. Who knows? Either way, That was a little bit that we know about his childhood. And Ananias met his first wife in November of 1995. And according to her, he was a good person. He was always smiling and he was a hard worker. Don't trust them people that always smile, okay? I'm going to just say that. I'm going to say that now because they be giving certain, they be smiling to hide the Jekyll in them. Mm. Oh, that was a pun. It was, sister. You caught that. Period. I love that. So, yeah. (laughs) She said he even took care of his brother's children as well. So basically, like, the whole family depended on Ananias. So you know what? And honestly, that type of pressure on a boy can probably cause him to hide certain parts of him. Mm -hmm. Because clearly, like, he has to be something. His his parents are requiring of it. His siblings need him to be that. So who he really is is probably suppressed. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever he went through when he wasn't around the house or whatever happened to him maybe took a toll and we just don't know right he would go on and Ananias would go on to have two more wives so he had three total for a while then it dwindled down to two and then he had a total of seven children Hmm. and it was really interesting I saw in a lot of publications that they would say like oh he only had seven children and I'm like only that's a lot of kids you know considering our western culture but right with his dad having 11 i can see that the numbers can get up there especially with Mm -hmm. multiple women three wives how did you juggle it ananias i don't know girl i mean one is enough i'm about to say men don't struggle slanging it around let's be real 
It's Ooh, the emotionally available part that is problematic. <laughs> that's what I meant. Even providing for three women. Like, how are you doing that? We're going to get to it. So one of his wives named Elizabeth Matansi described him as, quote, a secretive and principled man back then. He used to attend Anniversary International Church while he was living with us, and my husband didn't drink alcohol, and he never took drugs or even smoked cigarettes, end quote. Okay. So, you know, seemed like a pretty straight-edge type of guy. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't last. A stickler. Yeah, wouldn't last. At some point, Ananias worked for the Mozambique Defense Armed Forces, but the job didn't pay much, and with a growing family, he was in need of something more. So in 1999, Ananias left Mozambique and headed to South Africa in search of better job opportunities to support his family. Okay. He was a hustler. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that was necessarily true, but it's what he told his peoples because almost as soon as he got to South Africa, he seemed to turn into a completely different person and became one of South Africa's most notorious and elusive criminals. My goodness. My God. Okay, so when he left to South Africa, did he take his family with him or it was a send money back type of situation? Send money back type of situation. So he was free. He said, I'm out of my cage. Yes. <laughs> yes. He wasn't under the microscope of his family and, you know, the community that he grew up in. Because a lot of people back then, like, they, I don't know if it's back then or now, but I know in my research, you can tell he cared about what his community thought of him and how mm -hmm. he was viewed. So... Leaving that area, I'm sure he was more free to be the animal that he is. Right, that he was hiding. Kayla, we know people like that. Wink, wink. Ooh. Someone who is the eldest in their family and is hiding who they are, possibly. Who the that I possibly just affiliated with. Oh, he was, a, he was the eldest? Yes. Oh, girl, I completely threw him out of my brain. <laughs> I might have got this that part of your life never happened. I'm like, we were on the show talking about this dude. Sure. The people know who I'm talking about. Kayla, mark that out, please. I'm not going to keep the name in. Okay. When he first arrived in South Africa, Ananias stayed in Tembiza Township in Gauten and would send his family some money every month and visited them at least once a year around Christmas time. Uh. I'm like, once a year? I'm like, what were you doing? That's what I'm saying. Is South Africa that far from where Mozambique was? I don't know, girl. But if you grow up seeing it, I feel like he it was a norm for him, maybe. So who knows? But he was going back often enough to keep popping out children. So. Oh, wow. They kept having kids. Kept having kids. I don't know if his family ever really asked what he was doing to make his money or how he was making it, but they did know that whatever it was caused him to spend some time in and out of jail. No mm. matter what... Mm -hmm. No matter what, though, the wives stayed by his side and supported him, and so did their children. Elizabeth would later say, quote, We knew he was not a good man to many, but it was important for the family and especially his kids. He will always be a beloved dad to them despite the life he lived. End quote. Okay, so he was a thug, and they knew it. He was not a, a law-abiding member of society. No, he was not a good man at all. And for me, at this point, I was honest. If I'm being completely honest, I was judging because I was like, I don't care who it is. You know, if I find out Terrell's doing this, that, and the third that this man did, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing him under the jail. I'm gonna be the first one in line saying, put his ass in jail. So. But they depended on him for everything. Right. So I can imagine that that blind loyalty and that, you know, desperation also attached to everything could make them make excuses for him. Honestly, I can relate because it's like it's the same reason why certain girls like bad boys because they're naughty and, and everybody else, you know, sees them one way. But then when you get them, they're softer and they're, they show who they really are for you. So I can understand why they didn't mind too much yeah and who they really are i say very loosely because i feel like if you're demonic in any way bitch that's who you really are oh, your period. fake facade is that soft little you know you know i love you girl like that part is the fake so that part oh you said demonic kayla let's get into it kristen here it comes he would okay so this is we're getting into what he did 
So Ananias started breaking the law that we know of in 1999. After arriving in South Africa, he almost immediately started breaking into people's houses, stealing their valuables, including mostly their cars, and he would leave absolutely no trace. Oh, wow. Yeah, in and out. And sometimes, well, not even in and out. He would spend like an hour, hour and a half in the house doing God knows what. But, you know, police were not able to catch this man, and we're going to get more into that. I wonder if he's been, like, preparing for this moment. For him to be so stealth mode, he had to have been. I think this was not his first time doing this stuff. Somebody was either taught him or he was well-practiced. Right. And Ananias would attack in different areas in South Africa from Johannesburg to Limpopo. So the authorities didn't even notice the connection between the attacks. And on top of that, if he were to be stopped by cops, he would just give them a fake name. And his favorite one was Kosa. Mm. Mm-hmm. So okay, I let's say Popo one more time. Limpopo. <laughs> Christopher please. I think, so I think that's the one thing I'm pronouncing right in this whole. <laughs> and if somebody comes back and says that you're dead wrong, I'm going to crack up. I know. Let us know, y'all. Let us know. So I watched a documentary on Ananias called Houdini Man, The Life and Crimes of Ananias Mate. And you can find it on YouTube. Just literally type that in if you're interested. And there were a lot of witnesses and victims that were interviewed for it. So that's where I got most of the details about his crimes and what he actually was proven to have done. And I say proven because he would be accused of so much more. And because I wasn't able to find out, substantiate this, these claims, I didn't want to present it as fact. But I did want you guys to know about it. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more later. Okay. So we're going to fast forward to December 2nd, 2002, when a woman named Tracy Goldball was attacked by Ananias. And I'm going to share a clip of her detailing her experience. Well, he was saying to me that um, he's going to rape me and that I should move over in the bed. And when I moved over slightly, um, he started undoing his pants and I kicked him. But at that stage, I mean, a radio shot had gone off. I mean, he pulled me out of the bed, pushed me into the passage, and I pushed him from the gate into the little dining room area. And as he turned around, I'd locked the gate, and he started to scream. He's going, hey, 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 you can't do that. And when I'd locked the gate, he started shooting, and I'd closed the passage door as well. And I stood against the door, and I thought, I'm really not feeling very well. And when I turned around, there was just blood splattered everywhere. Oh. Kayla, first of all, Tracy Goldball, mm-hmm. period. You fought for your own. You survived, and we applaud yeah. you. Yes, she survived that gunshot wound. I wasn't sure where she was shot, but, I mean, him going into her house, violating her in that way, shooting her as well. I mean, it was, he is a predator, and he's and not gonna tell her going there for the money. Right, that part. He was going there to investigate to explore his needs and then for him to tell her no 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 you can't do that when she shut the door on him it's like dude what did you think was going on did you think you don't tell me you know what i'm saying like you can tell that just shows how much in control he thought he was oh yeah and part of him i feel like feels like he had the right to do what he was doing and Mm -hmm. if you thought that you know then you were the enemy fast forward to june 2003 so police think he took a six-month hiatus from committing crimes. To I don't, the skirt. Bitch, no. I don't think that's what happened. I think maybe he went home for some time. But the way that this man continues to commit his crimes, and as you guys will see as the episode goes on, I don't think he had the self-control, the wherewithal, even the self-preservation mm-hmm. to stop doing what he was doing. So in June 2003, a 19-year-old woman was attacked and raped by Ananias, and she reported the attack, so police kind of had an idea that there was a violent rapist in the area. Okay. Ten days later, two officers would follow Ananias. I don't know if it was because they had a hunch or he was doing some sketchy shit, but a high-speed chase ensued (laughs) because Ananias ain't going down without a fight, and you're going to see that a lot more. So he got away from this high-speed chase then? Well, no. And Ananias had a gun with him while he was, you know, driving, leading them on this chase. And he's shooting at the police as he's trying to get away from them. So 
Naturally, they returned fire, and it caused Ananias to run the car into a lamppost. So okay. he gets so he gets out of the car, starts running from the cops while still shooting at them, and then like straight bugging. Oh yeah, this is this is what is it? What do they call it? Grand Theft Auto, GTA, Mozambique, South Africa. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, he's in South Africa right now. Um, and he ended up getting shot himself and taken into custody. Good. During this arrest, he gave them the name Kosa. Okay. So I think he had like a fake passport or some papers that he was able to use. I pray to God he wasn't just able to say, oh, this is my name. And that's all they took for it. I mean, Kayla, this the switch up is so real. Like this feels premeditated. Like he couldn't wait to like go and do his own thing and turn into this person. Yeah, I feel like he had come up with a plan. He knew what he was going to do, and he just executed it. And that was it. He's a fucking... To me, I'm getting psychopath vibes for yeah. sure. And you're going to get them... You're probably going to get them more as we go on. Mm-hmm. When police searched the vehicle that he was caught in, they found meat laced with aldicarb. And aldicarb is an agricultural poison that can be used to kill animals. Oh, why would he do that? Because he's a king asshole, Kristen. He is a murderous asshole. And this is a huge red flag because at the time, I think it was like highly illegal to even do that. And most people had dogs. So mm-hmm. they already knew that he was probably using them on domestic animals, I guess, to aid him in breaking into people's houses. Period. Mm-hmm. But despite this mountain of evidence they had against him, including literally the gun that he used to shoot at them, Kosa was granted bail and was back on the streets in no time. Okay. I know us Americans, we have our own problems with the justice system. But from what I've heard, Africa is no joke. Like their justice system is the definition of whack. So (laughs) this is not surprising to me. Yeah, and for me, I'm like, this is 2004, so I know, I mean, South Africa, I don't think is a young country. I know Mozambique was at that time, and not really knowing what, what what's going on politically, I was just like, what is going on? Like, do they not have the resources? They just, just don't give a fuck. Like, what's <laughs> he? He wouldn't be arrested again until April 24th, 2004. He was found with burglary tools on him. And now, mind you, although I haven't mentioned any attacks that he'd committed between that time we know he's still burglarizing and insulting mm-hmm. people like, mm-hmm. it's clear he was caught with evidence that he's still doing it that part he once again gives a fake name i'm not sure if it was kosa or a different one i'm hoping it was a different one because if it was the kosa one it's like you skipped bail for this charge get the fuck over here mm-hmm. but then again we don't know what the communication is like between police departments or whatever they're called there so it's just a fucking mess at this point because i was about to say if i'm giving fake names and you you tag me i'm it mm-hmm. how the heck you know and the next time you see me even if i give you a fake name you'll still be able to somehow look me up in the system wouldn't you no i mean at this point it's really giving it depends on who arrests him if they recognize his face that's all wow that's all it's really giving they track people by their names and you know, their paperwork, and he has fake ones. So after giving the fake name, he was given bail and literally walked right out of the courtroom, just back on the streets. And he's feeling himself. You know he is. He's like, this is the second time I've gotten away with it. This is almost a sign to keep going. Kristen, he's having a laugh, bitch. He's having a laugh. And this, mind you, him doing all of these burglaries and stuff is his main source of income. This is how he's able to send money to his family and survive and pay for things. So he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. And even with the raping, you don't get anything monetarily in val- no. monetary in value from that. So why are you doing it? Oh, because you're a lowdown. I'm not even going to say dog, bitch. You're a warthog. Oh, you're the lowest of the low. Absolutely. <laughs> In August 2004, Ananias is in a Johannesburg suburb where Robert Charles Pringle was living with his two dogs at the time. And he first, Kristen, please, like literally, we're going to be a mess. Okay. <laughs> like, I already know what's coming. Mm-hmm. 
and he first woke up to his dogs barking around 2 a.m., but it wasn't until 3.30 a.m. that he realized that his dogs had been poisoned and that there was a man in his house. Oh my gosh. Ananias entered the man's bedroom, shining a bright light in his face, and naturally Robert is yelling at him to get out of his house, but mm -hmm. all Ananias does is lift his gun and shoots Robert once. Ooh. Right. The no questions went, asked. No, no. What questions are going to ask? <laughs> the bullet went into his neck near his collarbone and came out toward his shoulder because Robert, like, turned when, you know, he was shot. Which yeah. probably saved his life, honestly. It was able to miss that really important artery in your neck. Yeah. And he survived the attack, but unfortunately his dogs did not. My God. So Ananias just went up in there shooting folks, killing dogs. So was he trying to kill Robert? That was probably the goal. I mean, it probably would have been easier for him to do to kill. But I also, I see a pattern in this case. It's like, I don't know if the guns are very powerful, bitch. I don't right. know if they had <laughs> pea shooter sized bullets. I don't know. But or he, he was, was a pea of a shooter. I don't know what weapon he was using, but it wasn't giving much of anything. And I'm glad for his victims. You know, right. that woman that got shot, Robert, they were able to survive. So I'm not going to ask too many questions about that. Hmm. Ananias, Ananias stole Robert's car keys in his car and fled the scene. Soon after this attack, he would go on to rape a 21-year-old ballet dancer. I don't even know if he got anything worth of value from that situation as far as like a car or anything like that he was just being a predator mm -hmm. piece of crap fast forward to december 17 2004 he's now moved on to pretoria which is the capital of south africa and brutally attacks a woman named heidi slot he broke into her house came into her room shining a bright light in her face as well and forced her at gunpoint onto her couch wow. she told him she could, he could do, you know, whatever he wanted. Since like, take whatever you want, just don't hurt me. And he tied her up, both her hands and her feet. And that's when she actually became scared for her life. He went and got a knife and told her to open her legs and started taking his clothes off. Ugh, disgusting. I can't imagine what was going through her mind. I mean, she's going to tell us. I'm going to play a clip of what was going through her mind. Mm -hmm. She begged him not to violate her, but obviously... He, he did. The, he did it anyway. And I'm gonna. We're gonna hear from her right now. I think what was going through my mind mostly there was, there were no physical sensations at at that particular point. I was in a very spiritual place. Guess in the next minute there was a car, a sound of a car approaching, very quiet street that I was living in. And he got a fright and he got up. He went outside, went to have a look, what this car was doing. It was a car of a security company. He asked me how to open the gate. I said, don't worry, just push it open. And that's when I heard he reversed my car out of the driveway, stopped briefly, and then roared away. Oh, that gives me the creepers. Like, it just makes chills run up my spine. Because he's disgusting. Like, he, this is what he wants. He wants to be a predator. You got three wives. You got enough mm -hmm. poom poom for days. So why are you snatching everybody else's? Because this is what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, It's it goes deeper than just, oh, I'm doing this to provide for my family, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, I am a vile human being, and I like it. I want to continue to do it. So he can justify all he wants in his head to an extent, but, you know, and his family, but there's no excuse for raping. No fucking excuse. No, because like you said, there's no monetary value in that. That's no. him taking what he wants. Yes. Disgusting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Crime scene investigators were able to get a fingerprint off of a light bulb in her house. Mm. And one of the techs actually remembered that his fingerprint looked similar to one he'd seen at a previous scene, crime scene. So he like okay, saw okay. the print, said, this looks familiar. And they were able to kind of put two and two together from that. And they looked, you know, looked it up in the system and the fingerprint was linked to COSA. Okay, tech, come through. That name should be included. I'm like, that person like really gave them what they needed to identify this man. Yes. And eventually doing some more research, they find out COSA wasn't real, a real person and were able to find out that the real perpetrator was Ananias Mate. 
And here we go. Let's get the ball rolling. God, Kristen, this is an uphill battle, mind you. The ball's not going to roll. Somebody's got to push that bitch up the hill. <laughs> and we're going to get to it. Bendito. <laughs> mm-hmm. In January 2005, South African police got a tip of where Ananias was hiding out, and they were able to arrest him in the middle of the night. He was in custody, in jail, for about three months, until on April 2nd, 2005, he escaped. Kayla, get out. He escaped to jail, Kristen. Kayla, he must have went to the bushes to go be trained on how to be a child soldier because how is he giving all of this? He knows how to be stealth. You know, he doesn't know how to shoot to save his life. But then you know how to escape jail too? Like, where'd you come from? I mean, he's, I don't know if he's shooting to kill, like you said, you know, is he shooting to right. kill? We, we don't know. Maybe he's shooting to debilitate. But mm-hmm. because if he was really trained, he could be killing as many people as he wanted which we'll kind of get to so he'd apparently broken off a pipe in the cells that led to the central heating system and broke open the bars on his window into his cell and used his blankets to climb down and out the window Kelly did (laughs) and this wasn't like a, a short fall you know this wasn't he had to have a grip of blankets and midway down the thing actually broke Mm. so he was super lucky that he didn't get hurt some fucking how and was just back on the streets. Girl, like he never left. And Anaya's back on the streets, Matei. But at least now they know, okay, we're looking for an Ananias. Unless yeah. he skips town again and then they have to figure this stuff all out all over again. Because he's going to be everywhere. Ugh. South African police were pissed at this point and started a huge search for this man, but they came up with nothing they were searching for months 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 with dogs all this type of shit and they were just not able to catch him and at this point Ananias had a good amount of money saved up because he was selling the cars he was stealing and managed to continue to evade police and he decided to head to Limpopo Mm. all right Popo in June 2005 he robbed a couple of their car and poisoned their dogs so they wouldn't be alerted He then broke into another home at about 2.30 a.m. by unscrewing the door hinge with a screwdriver. So forget picking the lock. He just unscrewed the whole doorknob. Door system. (laughs) Mechanic. Just broke it down. Just completely dismantled the, the only thing that protected those people from a person like him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Took the whole thing off. He entered the couple's room, but the man fought back and scared Ananias off. Yeah, because he's a peewee. Let's a not peewee forget that. Frog. Another victim named Rian Nagel was awoken at 2 a.m. to his dogs barking, and when he went outside, he saw meatballs on his doorstep, and he immediately figured out that someone was trying to poison his dogs. Okay. Thankfully, they were not poisoned, but... Can you imagine, like, being able to catch that and how relieved he felt? Because even in this, the documentary, you could see that these people were super attached to their dogs. And it broke their hearts to, you know, have to see them dead like that. Yeah, I would be fighting mad like a member of my family got murdered. Absolutely. Some of the dogs didn't even have a chance to swallow the meat. They were already, it was still in their mouths when the poison killed them. Ugh. Horrible. Another man named Venter Combrink had two dogs. One died right there at the house, and he said he was able to get the other one to the vet. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if he survived. It was kind of implied that he was in the documentary. I hope the other dog survived, but, you know, it's just horrible regardless. A sadist. He's such a sadist. Yeah, he's a freaking murderer. I don't care if you don't care about animals i do and killing them for no fucking reason like this just so inhumanely is murder period for what so you could break into someone's house and possibly rape a woman you know if the opportunity presented itself you deserve help just horrible one man who had his truck stolen from limpopo had a tracking device installed in it and when he called the company they let him know that the vehicle was headed to johannesburg okay yeah Still didn't help the police catch him, though. (laughs) It's like, what more do we as citizens need to do 
Do we need to show you where he went? I mean, what 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 can we do? Some of the communities even put together like a neighborhood watch, you know, and started patrolling the neighborhoods at night to protect their dogs and their property. Period. So it's giving kindergarten copies. Like it's giving what what can the cops really fucking do? I mean, Nothing. no. And is it right to say that based off of the pictures you've shown that predominantly his I mean, his victims are predominantly white? Yeah, he's hitting only wealthier neighborhoods, you know, mm. suburbs and and places that have money and he knows that he can find the cars that he needs. Mm. And not to say that they're not full of black folks, but Well, yes, no, 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 no. I'm not saying. trying to say that. But mm-hmm. you know, in South Africa it is like kind of a wider area. In right. most of those uppity parts. And in a time span of just three days, this creature from hell was able to burglarize 28 houses and kill 13 dogs. My God. Kristen, send me to the butcher. I'm ready to knock his block off. Like, Kayla, what would you, what, what would you even do? Like, your dog is there to protect you, yes. The dog is yeah. there to protect the house. But dogs are also idiots. And if they smell something good, they're going to eat it. So Absolutely. it's like, what do you do? I think the only saving grace is if you hear your dog start barking in the middle of the night, get your ass up and go check it out immediately, <laughs> you know? Or keep them, keep them motherfuckers in the house because if you have them in the house, they can alert you sooner. And he won't have the time to set out the food to poison him. Right. That part. Hopefully people were catching on. I don't know. But rest in peace to those 13 dogs. Rest in peace to the dogs we know that he probably killed and weren't even, wasn't even in this three days. I'm a firm believer that dogs do go to heaven. So I hope to see you all in heaven. (laughs) Living your best life. Period. Three months later, in October of 2005, authorities officially listed Ananias Mate as South Africa's number one most wanted criminal after essentially being on the run for almost six years at this point. About time. You should have been done that. <laughs> they didn't know who he was until what? A they knew when he ago. broke out. That's facts. They should have sound every alarm. At that and- point. But within their their government system, policing system, whatever you want to call it, they did. They were looking for him high and fucking low. They just were terrible at it. And he, right. was, he was a slippery snail. I feel like the government's always trying to be like, well, let's not cause a ruckus. Let's not like alarm anybody when mm-hmm. that's the very thing you probably should do because you know people are nosy AF. Yeah. And they will find that person before you do. Government. If their safety is in jeopardy, they should know that they need to take more precautions. Absolutely. So with essentially everyone in South Africa knowing now what this man looks like and with every police officer in the country looking for him, they finally were able to catch him. Okay, so where they catch this fool? So an officer saw Ananias riding in the passenger side of a car, literally just happened to notice him. So the officer stepped in front. Stepped in the street, grabbed Ananias out the side of the car, and pulled his ass out. Period. (laughs) He frantically called for backup, and they were finally able to get Ananias, under his real name, into custody. But Ananias didn't go down without a fight, ho. They they were commenting in the documentary how even though he was small and lanky, he was scrappy as hell and Tasmanian (laughs) devil-like, and took like at least two or three of them to subdue his ass. Kayla? And Ananias was fighting for his life. Kristen, he weighed 110 soaking wet. (laughs) But it was like crackhead strength coming from him. Yeah, yeah. And this is coming from a person who they said he never smoked, he never drank, Mm -hmm. never did Mm -hmm. drugs. So he was just really on one by himself, all by himself. Well, that was before he left Mozambique. That was before he left to South Africa. So we don't know what the hell he's been doing on the street. In South Africa. I don't even know where the hell he's been living. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's just, it's just, he's a, almost a myth at this point because he's just been so elusive. Right. It's almost like two personalities as, as far as what we saw in Mozambique and mm-hmm. South Africa. Devil and high, baby. He was taken to CMAC High Security Prison and this prison was previously used as death row. So it was mm. how it was supposed to house like the 
worst of the worst. And in the time he spent there, he made three different attempts to escape. And on the third try, on November 8th, 2006, Ananias escapes the maximum security prison. Can you gotta be kidding me? <laughs> I hate him so much. Just slippery little bugger. He escaped again? Yes, yes Kristen. Let me tell you how. I'm pissed. <laughs> now, mind you, this prison was known to be like inescapable right so how the hell did ananias get his ass out of it well he claimed him and the prison authorities claimed that he lubed his naked body up with vaseline y'all petroleum jelly and just slipped his way through the bars houseway caleb but we do know he was scanty kristen please skin and bones all he had to do was lube up and slide through girl did he have on clothes they said he was naked when he escaped so you booty tail naked (laughs) greased up like a big penis (laughs) running through the taco chair i can't believe this and you and it's it's completely ridiculous, sister. They even made like a political cartoon actually making fun of this theory. If you're a Patreon, you see it. It says he didn't grease his naked body, he just greased water's palms. Oh and literally theory. it shows him just walking out of <laughs> the cell. And that's more so what probably happened. Let's be real. Which means Ananias really must have had some money. He really must have been saving up. Not all of that was going to his family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was intelligent. Very smart piece of poop. Very, very smart. And especially, like, when you're not getting paid. You're getting paid dust at this point. Money talks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not surprised. And it was also a night that the big soccer match, like there was this big soccer match on. So most of the warders were watching the game and weren't really paying full attention. So whoever he was able to pay off, they were able to get it done more easily on this night. My goodness. Mm -hmm. And after investigating the escape further, six officers were fired, including warder Paulina Pafobi. But after a decade-long fight against the decision, the labor court in Johannesburg decided that the way she was fired was unfair and reinstated her to her position in the prison. Mm, at that point, I'll be like, y'all can have this job. Give ten me some years. Money. What the fuck have I been doing for 10 what years? What have I been doing for 10 years to want to come back and get paid pennies on the punan? Just give me some money. Like, please. So Ananias never admitted how he actually escaped. He still claims that he slipped through the bars of his cell window. He's covering petroleum jelly. Yeah, yeah. Can Mind you. Say that. <laughs> petroleum. <laughs> Mind you. Mineral hall. <laughs> Dinosaur goop. Yeah. Okay, so mind you, the window was seven by 23 inches. So just imagine that. Okay. So he had to get through the he had to get through the bars and then get out the window. And if it was possible, honestly, somebody else would have done it because he couldn't have been the first skin and bones to think you know, about mother it. effer or walking up in there. Right. Right. That part. So somebody had to have been paid off. Because this this is that's this is just too silly. To- Absolutely ridiculous, Chris. Ridiculous. <laughs> Next. Uh huh. So he's on the run again. He's on back on the streets. And fueled by straight embarrassment, the South African authorities were frothing at the mouth trying to get this man back into custody. Mm-hmm. And they almost had him, Chris. And they almost had him. He literally rode past them on a motorcycle without a helmet. So he's just tra la laing. And they're like, oh shit, that's Ananias. They shoot at him, they miss. He falls off the bike, has time to get back on the bike, and just Speedy Gonzalez is out of hell. <laughs> I mean, out of, out of Dodge. No wonder they call him Houdini, Kayla. He's beating all the odds. He's slipping and dodging and weaving and bobbing. Mm-hmm. 
It's giving dark magic protection or something. According Period. to Andre Snymna, who was the head of the community crime fighting organization called E-Block Watch, he said, quote, they saw him going down the highway and shot at him but missed. He fell off the bike but got back on and drove away at a hell of a speed. So what speed were they going at? Right. Did they stop the car? What is going on here? I was furious. You should have saw my face. I was I was with Blackjack, which is my son, my dog son. And I was cussing at the screen. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> when something sounds so stupid, you're just like, did this really happen? I know. I know. I'm questioning everything at this point. Mm-hmm. So in Shai Shai, which is a town that Ananias' family lived near, you could find that over the years, Ananias was using the money he was getting to build a literal mansion for his family. Mm. A reporter a reporter went out there and saw what Ananias was building and said, according to the plans, there will be at least six bathrooms included in the home. So they had like a property and it was going to be like a compound looking type of thing. And um, he was using his money to build that the dude had the nerve to have vision it goes <laughs> dreams <laughs> and he was just a low down piece of shit and that's why i feel like he was so easily able to justify this to himself and why his family was so easily to justify the shit that he was doing okay or the... at least not ask questions i'm about to say because maybe the burglaries but rape you know shooting folks killing dogs you didn't have to do all of that, my friend. My my, He's not my friend. You mm-hmm. didn't have to do all of that, period. Right. So that, that part of you, that wasn't just for a mansion. That was you living out some stuff that you had seen in your head a few times, yep. and that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, and I don't even know if they knew about all that until, you know, later on. But right. I'm sure they knew that he was doing certain things that were illegal, and we're going to get to it right now. So when that same reporter went to talk to a local law enforcement about Ananias, they were at first really open to talking with him. But once he asked about corruption within the department, they shut down and actually turned it on him. Like, who are you? You know, you have no right asking us these types of questions. You're guilty. (laughs) You're guilty. You've taken some handouts. Mm Mm-hmm. The reporter was clearly on to something to even get that kind of reaction. And I also think it was pretty obvious if one paid attention, because when Ananias would come back to visit the area, he would always bring motorbikes or cars and trucks. And no one asked him where this shit was coming from. Obviously, it was stolen, but, it, you know, it's, it's fine because it's benefiting us. So Who was he connected to? He was just greasing the right palms, girl. Greasing the right palms. Mm, mm, mm. It's sad. Like, people are the same everywhere. They will sell their souls for a buck. buck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, it doesn't make you any better than the quote-unquote oppressor or the person that you feel like had it and didn't deserve it. It doesn't make you any better. Right. This ain't Robin Hood. You don't get to steal (laughs) from the rich and give to the poor because you're not even giving to the poor. Well, he is, technically. His family's poor. Yes. And he, like I said, his community appreciated him. So I'm sure he was doing things for other people mm. and keeping his, his image looking real nice. So I have a question. So if mm-hmm. you knew a person like this, but they wasn't raping and murdering, but they was totally robbing mm-hmm. and giving to the poor, would that crime be any less than what old boy is doing now? Bitch, I hate a thief. <laughs> One thing I hate is a thief. So it's like, don't be taking from people that earned it. And who are you to say that they didn't earn it? You know, you don't you don't have that right to decide who deserves to have their shit stolen and who doesn't. Because if someone comes to steal your shit, are they just as justified? Right. You know? Right. Mm-mm. It's never mm-hmm. going to give. I understand. Okay. And I agree. Thank you. So 15 days after he escaped from the C-Max prison, he's... Back to his old ways, breaking into people's homes, stealing cars, all that shit. He Kayla, broke into the home. No fear. Oh, for what? Who's who? Kristen, this is his life. This is what he does. He gets arrested and he escapes. He gets arrested, <laughs> he gets bailed, and he's back on the street. It's a regular Tuesday. One man. Like, this isn't a gang of folks who have influence. This is one scrawny-looking dude. 
Yes, girl. Burris Grimes. He broke into a woman, the house of a woman named Cameron Michael John and stole her car, a car that had a tracker on it as well. And she called the police as soon as he left and the police were on it because they felt like they knew it was Ananias. Mm -hmm. They had a helicopter in the air and everything. So once they found the car, y'all know Ananias was not just going to let them take him in. Okay. And another high speed chase ensued. Feisty little thing. Scrappy little rat. <laughs> so Ananias eventually got out of the car and started running. He ran into a house and remember the helicopter is still in the sky. So they're telling him he's in that house. Yeah. So the police go in the house, Kristen, look, search it for 20 minutes and they say they can't find him. The people in the era at this point are like, y'all are just <laughs> because he's in there. Oh. Oh, God. I would have got out. Get me out the helicopter. Put the, put put the ladder down. Put this bird on. Let me bird just on the ground. Down there. Just pissing me off. I'll look for him. I would have right. tore the fucking floorboards up. Find his ass. It happened to be one of the kids in the house that ended up finding Ananias. Literally yelled to them, here's the guy you're looking for. <laughs> and the police were then able to grab it. <laughs> Is this a joke? I said, I literally wrote, this is comedy at this point. <laughs> I understand, you know, this is my house. I should know my house better than you know my house. Mm-hmm. But a child is telling you yes. where the, the dude is. Here he is. Right. Points yeah. finger. Apparently Jokes. he was hiding behind a room divider. Like mm. in the crack of it. I mean, he's. People described him as he was known as the rat because they're like, you can't corner a rat. You can't hold down a rat or whatever, because, mm-hmm. you know, rats can squeeze into really small places and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it, it gives the orange shirt he was wearing was now wrapped around his left hand and officers claimed they searched him. But when they were walking him back to their vehicles, he managed to stab an officer in the face. This is too yeah. much. Kristen with a screwdriver that he was hiding under the damn hand that was wrapped with the shirt. What is, what's, what's going on? I don't know. At this point, I'm looking at y'all like you guys are dumb. Like, I can't even, I can't even chalk this up to a supernatural influence. No, you guys are just not paying attention. Completely incompetent. No training. And now you need a tetanus shot. (laughs) Yeah, he got cut right under the eye. Um, but he was luckily able to get his weapon out mm-hmm. because obviously Ananias is down the street. <laughs> he's running away. <laughs> you know? He's, he's out of there. So, <laughs> so the stabbed officer is able to shoot him and he shoots him once. The Negro keeps going. Shoots him twice. He's still going. That's why I'm like, these are BB guns. And, and then the third shot is what makes him hit the ground. Okay. So he hits what? the ground and they're finally able to arrest him. What is that? What am I looking that, at? That's him on the ground with his head over his head or his shirt over his head and he's been arrested. He's bleeding. You can see yeah, some blood I see on the blood. ground. So he finally, they put it in the paper and they finally arrested you know, the Houdini man. He's been and on I'm the run forever. So glad they gave credit to the nine year old who found him. Yes. Because they show fucking did <laughs> He would have been back on the street for at least another year. Kayla, rip it and run in. Just terrible. In January two thousand seven, Ananias finally had his day in court. They were, there were at least nine officers surrounding him at all times, but they weren't taking any chances of him escaping. Good. They said, we've learned times two not to play with this fool. Times three, him. times four, ho. Kayla, he died. What? What, what is he giving, Kristen? I just, he's giving I spy with my little eye. Okay? <laughs> he's giving Meerkat Manor. He's giving... Yep. Sneaky. Ooh, Ooh. He's giving prey. Yeah. Yeah. Prey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
And Anias was officially charged with 64 criminal counts, including robbery, escaping, rape, burglary, attempted murder, and more. But I read in multiple media publications that the man could have been responsible for murders too. And not Mm. just like a couple, Kristen. I read up to 50 murders. I have questions. What, when, where, and how, and when, what, and why? How could they even, how is that possible? And he wasn't even charged with one. Right, that part. Wasn't even painted as a murderer. That's why I don't like to believe things that are published in media. They love to be salacious. So I like to, you know, base things on like investigative reports and court Mm -hmm. documents, that type of shit. So Mm -hmm. that's what I was talking about earlier when I said he would be accused of a lot more. But because I wasn't able to substantiate it, I just wasn't going to give it too much energy. Right. In the documentary, everyone kept commenting on how small and lanky he was. And if you're on Patreon, I'm going to keep posting videos of him so you can see his stature, how he holds himself, his mannerisms. Look at him. He is just creepy. He is a skeleton walking. And that's not even talking about how small he is. It's just the vibe that you get. He looks like a death man. He looks like Kayla, the Grim Reaper. Absolutely. Yeah. Like he looks evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, you know, oh, he's small. He he looks pathetic. And it's fully true. But they also described him as charming. He was innocent looking, bitch where. And he was intelligent, which mm-hmm. we know that he had to have been to keep escaping and eluding these mm-hmm. nincompoops. Mm-hmm. He could hold a conversation and they said he was actually likable. And I need people to just learn a little bit more discernment. It's like, <laughs> do you expect evil to always look like evil? Like, right. It, that part. Have you, you ever know? heard of a wolf hiding in sheep's clothing? Because they be know. doing that. People use one of their eyes, not even two, not even three. They just use one. <laughs> I, need, I need us to do better. I need y'all to start closing your eyes, start smelling, okay? See what <laughs> you smell about a person. Is it smelling kosher? Is it not? Like, right. let's use our other senses, for goodness sakes. Yeah, all I had to do was look in his eyes once, bitch, and this is coming up. And I'm rubbing a rosary and crossing a... And speaking in tongues. Yes, yes. So the state provided 200 witnesses to testify against this man. Many of his victims had experienced mental breakdowns since their attacks. Um, Some of them even contemplated suicide and being in the courtroom with him. All he did was mock them and smile and laugh in their faces. Wow. Yeah, he was completely detached from anything he fucking did. There was no remorse shown. Um, He would talk to his family. His family was in the courtroom. He would completely disregard the people even on the stand testifying, crying, throwing up, nose knotting everywhere. He didn't give no fucks. Horrible. Yeah, this is, this is some type of psychopath. Has mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little bit worse. This is the part that I was just ready to flip a table. So the court brought in a psychiatrist who didn't know her ass from her ankles. No shade. <laughs> Probably all the shade. Look at her, Kristen. She's on the screen now. If you're on Patreon, you see it. Mm-hmm. And she claimed that Ananias did not deserve a life sentence and that eventually he would rehabilitate himself. Girl, himself. Girl, bye. He's playing you. Kristen. Kristen. She also said despite him not showing any, he actually felt a lot of remorse for what he did. Kayla, what is she doing? Like, is she... This is not a good look. You can't be a therapist and be gullible. (laughs) Kristen, she was smiling in the documentary speaking about the man. She... She was paid. Krista, I don't know what the fuck she was. I think maybe this is the first man attention she's gotten in a while. I don't know. That's what it was giving. She was smiling, everything. I wanted to hop to the screen and just smack her. Like one of those, you just rear your hand back all the way and just whack right in the side of the face. Wake us. I was so mad. Actually, hold him on the collar and give her one of these. (laughs) Just ridiculous. She was even saying she was like, he was very charming and intelligent. And he told me when he gets out of prison again, he's going to invite me to his um, celebration party. I'm like, bitch! She has a heart on for him. Kristen, let's put her back on the screen. I don't like to call people out their names and stuff, so I'm not going to do it, but I got your number, ho. Oh, it's given, I like them bad. It's given broken and compromised. (laughs) 
It's giving simpleton is what it is. <laughs> no shade. So thankfully, the judge didn't agree with her, referring to Ananias as, quote, vicious and abnormal. And in December 2009, after about two years of trial proceedings, found 33, Kristen, this man was 33 years old in this damn video. <laughs> Good God. Huh? Look at him looking at us. Kristen, he just... Kristen, he's the It worst. was like he saw me. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Please don't yeah. make me square up. <laughs> Kayla, 33 yeah. where? Kristen, his, maybe his the belt he got on or that shirt. But he, it's not him. The veins in his neck, his skin, like he's old. Are you joking? Girl, we know with our family member, that evil wench that is our aunt, that evil sucks you dry. And makes you age horribly. So that's what it's given. Feeding on your soul and your physical yep. body. Yeah. Yep. So the 33-year-old, yeah, right. <laughs> and Anais was found guilty on all charges and was only sentenced to 54 years in Kokstan Maximum Security Prison. The same one that he broke out of? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, he got yes, somebody on his side, all right. Mm-hmm. And Anais refused to testify on his own behalf and denied being responsible for any of the crimes he was accused of. Of course not. Of course, of course he did. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, he would not escape again mm-hmm. because on December 27, 2016, the 41-year-old man died at King Edward VIII Hospital. It was ruled that he died of natural causes, but it was reported that he'd been suffering from stomach pain for quite a while. And mm. that was pretty much it was like a bowel issue, which mm. I'm like, that's what you get. You shitter. You are what you eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is I don't know what he was eating. He, apparently, according to his wife, he wasn't eating much. Uh, according to Elizabeth, quote, I last spoke to him in October when he called home asking me for money. He said he had no food and was starving, which was why he tried to escape. Chris, he tried to escape again. Hmm. I borrowed the money and sent it to him, and that was the last I heard from him before we were told of his death, end quote. Well, what can we say? He was, he needed to go wherever he went. Yeah. Part of me feels like he was probably trying to plot his escape and was eating something that could take him Mm. to the hospital and then try to escape from the hospital. But he didn't make it. But it backfired. That's good. Yeah, I was thinking that. His family paid for his body to be returned to them and buried him in what they considered a dignified manner. He is survived by his mother, wife Elizabeth, and wife Celeste, his seven children, and his two grandchildren. That was in 2016. I'm not sure if there's more at this time, but Mm -hmm. in attendance at his funeral were about 200 of his neighbors in the Zikambane village. Mm. Sorry. Mm. So people clearly didn't give a damn about what a trash bag man he was. They just cared about, you know, more so what he did for them. That's the danger. That's the dichotomy of dealing with people who are evil, but then show you, oh, he was good to me. But you can't be doing that because if somebody's good to you but evil to someone else, what does that make them? Exactly. And what does it make you for accepting it? Right. Or excusing it or turning a blind eye to it. You know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. So while he was still in C-Max or uh, Kokstan prison in 2015, a photographer named Thule Damini took a few photos of Ananias. And I'm going to post them right now. If you're on Patreon, you Look see Look at him it. smiling. Disgusting. Looking the healthiest he's ever looked. As he's in jail. Look at him again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he reminds me. Oh, my God. <laughs> The Grim Reaper, I mean, the Beetlejuice? Man. The dude from Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Oh, <laughs> Spiegel? Spiegel, thank you. Yes. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Those were the pictures that were taken, and the photographer remembers how he felt when he looked into Ananias's. A- A- Ananias? What have I been mm-hmm. saying, Chris? Ananias. So well. Ananias. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he said, quote, They were the first thing I noticed about him when I met him for the first time. 
I don't scare easily and I didn't feel any unease as I walked into the cold, echo-filled bowels of C-Max until our gazes met as he looked out of his cell on a rainy morning in March 2015. My blood instantly ran cold. It's his eyes. There is something dark and insidious, dare I say evil, about them. If the eyes are in fact the window to the soul, I don't want to know the story Mate's would tell. Insane. Like, y'all. Okay. You can play around and act like evil doesn't exist all you want. Mm -hmm. But even something inside of you, regardless if it's your mind, your soul, whatever, knows when it experiences something evil. Yep. Absolutely. And, girl, if I was in the room with him, that's something you see crawling backwards on all fours up a wall in your wildest dream nightmare. That, Kayla, so, that's something I, I flick my light on for a second and I see it in the corner and yeah. I scream. Yeah. Yeah. And then you turn it back off, turn it back on, it's gone. And it's like, gone. It's, it's giving Baba Yaga. Kayla. Ooh. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is why I'm prayed up. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was insane. Yes, that's our case for this week, y'all. Oh, my God. What did y'all think? What a nutter butter. Crazy. I never want to speak of him ever again. Yaya, Baba Yaya, uh, thank you for requesting this case. For oh, me. Why did you uh, do that? This is like one of them like insidious, spiritually evil cases. And the thing is, like his crimes were horrible. Especially yeah. when you come for animals, don't do that. Yeah. But they aren't even on the scale of disgustingness and vileness that, that we have seen. Mm-hmm. But yet still something makes you want to just like shiver at the yeah. thought of this dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something that I feel like is deeper that's going on and that's sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I didn't find too much of it because <laughs> this episode's already a pretty long one. It would have been even longer, so... Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this week, for listening to this week's episode. Uh, let yeah. us know what you thought about it on our social medias. You already know. Mm-hmm. We were also featured on Oxygen True Crimes website this week. Uh, we were listed as a podcast to wa- to listen to. And it was really nice. And we really loved it. And we just thank you guys so much for your support because there's no way we would even fucking still be here if it wasn't right. for you guys. So we love you. We can't wait to see you on tour. And yeah, sister, before we go, be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case. Period. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon, and for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.